Hi, this is chapter five called A Glimpse of Heaven. My sophomore year was two-thirds of the way through and was proving to be another great year. I hung out more with Beans than Sabrina. Even though Beans was a brainiac, we had so much in common with our love of theater and musicals, our favorite being Man of La Mancha, starring Peter O'Toole. Beans had the complete musical on an eight-track tape that she kept in her car, so whenever we drove anywhere, we'd repeatedly play that musical and sing along with all the characters. With the completion of the big production of Tartuffe and our budget for the year all used up, we spent the last few weeks in drama class performing in a couple of pep rallies and old folks' home visits, brandishing our irreverent humor, which was well-received by most everyone. And because of our popularity, I felt more confident to interact with one and all, even those I thought better than myself before that point. One day, Beans and I walked down the main hall laughing. Oh, oh, Gracie, that's so funny, said Beans. You should have been there. You should have seen Barry's face when I started tap dancing in the scene. It was priceless. He didn't expect it at all and had to just go with it. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a picture of his face at that moment. Do you tap dance? Beans asked. No, I said, still laughing. Then how'd you do it? Like this, I said, showing her my attempt to tap dance right there in the hall, causing Beans to laugh at my effort. I had just started my version of an airplane turn when I saw a vision before my eyes. It seemed as though the crowd parted before us like the Red Sea for Moses, and there he stood. I'd never seen him before. He was gorgeous. Was he an angel, a god, or just a guy? I couldn't tell. Time stopped as I gazed upon his beauty. It was as if Michelangelo's David statue came to life and stepped down from his pedestal, but wearing clothes. He moved as if he were on the catwalk, the wind blowing his dark mane back from his face, his piercing dark eyes and pouty come-hither lips. With every step, his shirt opened wider, exposing the shiny gold chains that hung around his neck and laid against his masculine hairy chest. Angels were singing, or maybe it was the Bee Gees. Well, whoever it was, I could hear the song, Too Much Heaven. Okay, maybe it wasn't like that, but he walked towards me in all his gorgeous glory and then walked right past me as if I didn't exist. He took no notice of me standing in the middle of Senior Hall with my mouth open, drooling. Where had this guy been all year? Why was I just seeing him now? If I had a class with him, I would have noticed him, but I knew it was the first time the veil had been lifted from my eyes and I had seen this godlike creature walking amongst us mere mortals. I felt as if I'd forgotten how to breathe as I watched him walk away. Then time was moving again, and I could, I could hear the other students in the hall walking and talking as they passed by me, oblivious of what I'd just experienced. Even Beans was one unaware of the apparition I'd just seen. I rushed up to catch it up with her. Beans, I called. <clears throat> I cleared my throat, and I tried to come off as casual while still catching my breath. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Beans, who, who was that guy? Which, which guy, Gracie? She asked, looking up and down the hall. By this time, he'd turned the corner and disappeared. He he, he was just here. He, he, he's tall with dark hair and eyes. I, I've never seen him before. <laughs> Gee, Grace, that description could be a lot of the guys in school, she laughed. You're going to need to be more specific. 
She began walking again as I followed her in a trance, reliving that angelic sighting again and again in my mind. Who was that guy? I couldn't get him out of my head. He was beautiful. At least I thought so. Why hadn't I seen him before? Where did he hide? Was he new? Or were the iron pills I took this morning causing me to hallucinate? Ugh. I had so many questions, but caution and a low self-esteem where romance was concerned made me keep these questions to myself. I loved mysteries and I loved romance novels, and there I was at the start of what could be a new Barbara Cartland novel. Me, as a sweet, innocent heroine with the tall, dark, and ever-brooding hero whose passion for me smoldered beneath his cool, devil-may-care persona. Eh, it could happen. That was the romance portion, while the mystery part was... Who the heck was this Adonis? As my sophomore year ended, what started out as an amazing year had turned into days of not only internal frustration, but of motivation as well. I put more effort into my appearance in case I saw him again. I couldn't ask any of my friends about this guy in case he found out about my crush on him and was repulsed by it. So this life-changing vision remained a secret with me. Can a 15-and-a-half-year-old girl survive this kind of torture? To only see a glimpse of the guy who could be, quote-unquote, the one? Where was he? Where did he go to feed? Who were his friends? And the most important of all questions, did he have a girlfriend? Oh, would this passion be forever confined within my tortured soul because he has a girlfriend? After having seen him, I was always on the lookout for another sighting, but to no avail. 